0: Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, we thank you so much for this time that we have with you here today, O Lord God. We thank you for this day that you have made, O Lord, for we shall rejoice and be also glad in it, O Lord. I pray, O Lord God, that as we go through this message today, O Lord God, that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there today, O Lord. Speak to their hearts, O Lord God. Speak to their spirits, O Lord God, because you know what their needs are. You know what's going on in their lives. Open their eyes that they may see, open their ears that they may hear, and open their hearts that they may understand your words here today, O Lord. We praise you, Heavenly Father, and glorify thy most wondrous name. O Lord, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, Lord. Take it where you will, for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty matchless name of Jesus, amen. Again, welcome to Genesis 1. Praise God. I'm glad you could join us here today. Hope you had a wonderful, beautiful, joyous, and blessed uh, Christmas and uh, and preparing for this uh, next few days going into the, the new season or new journey, as I like to call it, this new year uh, for 2024, and uh, being prepared uh, to do what God wants us to do. And uh, along those lines, before I get into anything, why don't you just hit pause and go get your Bible a marker, pencil, paper, something to write on, take some notes on, because there's a lot of scripture we're going to cover today. And also, it's important for you to realize, too, that in in us reading scripture and going over scripture like this, that the events that we go through uh, aren't simply events, okay? And God had these words, these words penned, the Holy Spirit inspired men to pen these words down so that they could be used for future generations, okay? Because there's deep spiritual meaning to the words that are in scripture. Uh, the Bible is not simply a, hist- a history book. Okay. While there's a lot of historical fact in the Bible, it's more than that. There's deep spiritual meaning and from which we can glean uh, things of life uh, here today in the 21st century. Okay. It's not just something that's ancient history here. This is something that's very, very real. Amen. So go get your Bible and join us and and, and, and take some notes uh, as Holy Spirit. So guides. you know, and here we are in this new season, as I like to call it. Okay. It's a uh, man calls it New Year because it is indeed a new year. The um, the Earth has taken completed one uh, journey around the sun, and now it's starting it all over again. And the same thing in our lives. You know, we have journeys, we have seasons in our lives, as God so gives them to us. And 2024 is also a new season for us, and God is going to do some wondrous things. God also wants us to go into 2024, not forgetting some of the basic things of the Bible. That's what we're going to talk about here today, some of the basic things of the Bible. Let's start this new season kind of remembering some of the basics of Scripture and what it is that God is really telling us here, you know. We went through one year, we completed 2023, and don't bring anything from 2023 into 2024. Don't bring any of that baggage along, okay? That's all past, it's done with, it's water under the bridge, so to speak, and let's look forward to this new season, some of the wondrous things that God is going to do. And so this message today is talking about some of the basics and how God wants us to hold our ground, ground to stand tall and to stand firm, okay, as we go into this new season or new journey. Uh, as God chooses, He sets new beginnings in our lives as we move forward to carry out His will. As we continue to move forward in Him, in, in Him, we must be prepared for His assignments, so to speak. And I believe there will be many in 2024. Now, you think of assignments, you know, don't go thinking like it's a school assignment or it's a a task that your boss is giving you at work. Uh, God doesn't necessarily operate that way. You know, an assignment could be Him simply urging us to speak with someone. Someone will come our way, our way, and God has sent that person our way because our, quote unquote, our assignment is to minister to that person. God wants us to witness to that person. Uh, That person may have some questions on their mind or they, they may be on the borderline of going into the word there or, or, or seeking Jesus and accepting Jesus or maybe going the opposite direction. God will permit or send someone across our path, and our quote-unquote, our assignment at that time is to speak with that person, to witness to them, to, to, to share knowledge of Jesus Christ with them. So whatever it may be in our lives in 2024, we need to be prepared and make sure that we're doing what God wants us to do. So as we are starting afresh with this season, we must remember some of the fundamentals, as I said, some of the basic truths found in the Bible. Therefore, we must indeed hold our ground. And again, I say, remember the basics. One important basic is to stand our ground in faith and watch what God does. To stand our ground in faith and watch what God does. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. Go to 2 Chronicles 20, verse number 1. 2 Chronicles 20, verse number 1. Praise God. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, and with them others beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there comes a great multitude against you from behind the sea, from beyond the sea, on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazor Tamar, which is in and Jehoshaphat feared and sent himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Okay, here's the very, first, the very first basic fact right here. When we're feeling stressed, when there are things that are coming against us, we have to remember to to, to, to make an effort to decide that we are going to seek the Lord. Now, we know that you know most of us, if not all of us, will ever have armies of people coming after us, but things coming against us could be things like finances, could be infirmity, something happening on your job, You know the threat of you losing your job, whatever it may be, another family member, something going on. But when these things of life, when these armies of, of issues start coming a- after us, the first thing we have to remember to do is to seek the Lord. So it says here that he he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Another basic, fundamental. Seek the Lord and ask help of him. Lord, I've got all of these issues in my life here. Things are coming down at me. What shall I do? What shall I do? It says help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, before the new new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? Aren't you in charge? Even, even you rule over the kingdoms of the heathen, the unbelievers, the non-believers? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? That's what he's out now questioning God. Art not thou our God? who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, who is thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein, and hath built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If, when evil comes upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. So what he's saying there, there these, these people, the Ammonites, the Moabs, and the people of Mount Seir, who you would not let us invade when we came here. You told us, Lord, not invade them, okay? When we came out of Egypt and we came to this land that you gave us, you told us not to invade, invade them, to leave them alone. But now they say, but they turned, and they and, and we destroyed them not. We didn't destroy them. But now he says, behold, I say, their reward is to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. So in other words, we were nice to them. We left them alone, as you told us to do. Look what's happening now. Now all of a sudden, they're coming against us. They're coming against us. O our God, verse 12, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Underline that. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Another basic here, fundamental thing, when things start going on wrong in your life, when the armies, quote unquote, of life start coming after you, finances, a lack thereof, infirmity, job issues, school issues, whatever it is, neighborhood issues, family issues, whatever it is, and these people are turning against you, and you did nothing but good for them, to come against you, and they're hitting you with such, such such powerful things, and you don't know what to do. You have to keep your eyes on the Lord. Okay, keep your eyes on God. Amen. And all Judah, verse thirteen, all Judah stood before the Lord. With their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel now, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. All right, so here they are, seeking the Lord's face and praying to God and saying, The Lord, you're the most powerful, and all this is happening to us. So now the Holy Spirit decides to fall upon this prophet, Jehaziel came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, verse 15, and he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Underline that, line please. For the battle is not yours, but God's. He said, be not afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude. And I say unto you this day, whatever is going on in your life, be not afraid. Do not be dismayed. Maybe you don't know what to do, but God is indeed with you. God is with you, and the battle is not yours to fight. It's God's. Stop struggling and trying to figure out what it is that you need to do. You've got these issues that are beyond your control. Let God deal with it it says that the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16 continues and says, but tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Okay. So now God is telling them what to do. God is giving them a strategy. You may not know what to do in a situation that is before you, but if you seek God's face and you let and remember that God is the one that's in charge. He can deal with it. God will give you the strategy. He will give you the strategy and tell you exactly what it is that you need to do. All you need to do is to follow his directions. So he's saying that tomorrow, go down against them by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Israel. You shall not need, Holy Spirit continues to say, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you still, be still and know that I am God. In other words, stand you still and see the salvation of Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Again, this is scripture that is written and meant for you, You'll need to fight in this battle that is before you. Just simply stand still and watch and see what God does. See the salvation of the Lord with you. This is spoken to you today. And also hold on to that as we go into 2024. If and when the battles indeed come against us. He says, O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed again. Fear not. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And I say to you, the Lord will be with you. Verse 18 continues and says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high in the line that they stood up to praise him. See? Again, the important part, the important thing to remember in 2024, you got difficulties going on, you start praising the Lord. You start praising him. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. I say to you today also, believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, on the line that word singers, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise, on the line that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. You see? Again, what he he didn't say, go and get your bows and arrows, go and get your spears, go and get your clubs or whatever. He says he got together the singers so that they could praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. 22, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which would come against Judah, and they were smitten. You see, and underline that please, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments. You see, deep spiritual truth. That won't be found in history books. (laughs) The power of praise and worship cannot be underestimated. Okay? Again, he didn't go for the archers or people with spears or lances and whatnot. He got together to sing as to praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And does that sound familiar? You also remember the battle of Jericho. Okay, what did they do? They praised the Lord. They had trumpets and they shouted. The, they shouted and they blasted the trumpets at the right times and so on. So you see, it's, it's, it's the power and praise of praise and worship that makes the hand of, move, of God move. All right. So it said that when they were doing that in verse twenty-two, they began to sing and to praise the Lord. Said the Lord. Said the Lord. Said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which would come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Every helped to destroy another. So you see here the power of praise and worship. When God moved, as God told them earlier in the scripture here, the battle is not yours. Just stand and be still. You will not have to fight. The power and praise moved the hand of God and they destroyed each other. The armies that were coming against Israel, against Judah, they destroyed each other. They did not, Israel did not have to fight. Judah did not have to fight. didn't have to lift a finger. They destroyed each other. The issues of life that's going on right now with you or may come upon you in 2024, you have to remember that. When you're overwhelmed, the battle is not yours. Get back to simple praise and worship and spending time with the Lord. Spend time in His Word and speak to Him, pray to Him, and stand back. Yes, God is in charge over everything on this planet, everything in this universe. Amen? Amen. So if the battle is not yours, as Scripture told us. But remember, a fundamental basic truth here for 2024. Remember to praise and worship Him, okay? especially during those times when you're having difficulty especially when the issues of life are coming upon you and you feel like you're just drowning or things are really above your head, okay? So they prayed, worshipped. The enemy fought against each other and killed each other off. It continues in 24 and says, and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth. None of the enemies coming against them. None of them escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. There was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves together in the valley of Barakah, for there they blessed the Lord, and therefore the name of the same place was called the valley of Barakah unto this day. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat, in the forefront of them, to go again to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. In other words, the Lord had made them to be victors over the enemies, okay? And so then they were rejoicing. And they came to Jerusalem with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. The word spread out among the remaining people in the land of how God had fought for Israel. God is going to fight for you also. Remember that. Remember that. You do not have to fight this battle by yourself. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. And Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 30 and 5 years old when he began to reign and reigned 20 and 5 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Sihili, And we'll we'll stop there. So the whole point here that we saw is that praising God and worshiping God, especially during times of turmoil, especially times of of threat and challenge, you know, do not fear, do not be dismayed, for God is with you. One of the basic things that we need to remember in going into 2024. And as we wait and watch for what God does in our lives, we must indeed stand strong. Many Christians are defeated in their Christian lives because they are not seriously engaged in the warfare to which we are called. Yes, there is a war going on. Satan is against you. The minute you became a born-again believer, especially Satan has his target set on you because he knows that God has a plan for your life. He doesn't know what God has planned for your life, but he knows that you're going to play an integral part in in spreading the gospel and doing what God wants you to do. And so there's a target on your back. So there's a warfare. There's There's a battle going on. You know, he wants to wipe you out. He wants to stop. He wants to keep you miserable. He wants to keep you worried. He wants to keep you fearful. And he tries to inflict all sorts of psychological pain, emotional pain, or any way, way that he can, the things going on around you to make you fearful and to make you less, uh, make you less of a warrior in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So many Christians are defeated because they are not seriously engaged in this warfare to which we're called. Many times we go through the motions of attending church on a weekly basis. However, some Christians appear to know very little about our warfare against challenges, struggles, and anxieties. Many Christians don't realize what we are supposed to do, you know, what potentially is out there and what we are supposed to do. Now, I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm about to say, okay? Listen very carefully, you know, get start getting bent out of shape. Many times people come to Jesus, believing that Jesus will solve all my problems. Many times they come to Jesus because they believe that Jesus will give them peace and joy, that he will give you a happy family life. Many times they simply say, come to Jesus and enjoy all of these blessings and more. Jesus promises, Jesus promises you abundant life. And so they sign up, they come to the Lord, they sign up for what they think will be a wonderful, carefree, quiet life. Full of peace and happiness, that that's going to be the best thing, and I can just lay back and just and, and just and just just cool my heels and chill or whatever the expression is, because now I've come to Jesus, I'm home free, everything is going to be peace and quiet. Okay, I'm going to have abundant life, I'm going to have riches and this, and my family's going to love me, no issues at work and so on. Okay. Now and again, I say, understand what I'm saying here. All those claims are true, but what they're missing, and what they're, 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 they're not understanding is the full picture. They're only understanding half the picture. Jesus did promise to give us abundant life, and abundant means plenty in every single every, every way. Abundant life means, means lack of sickness, and obviously, you know, you know, all that you need in this physical life, and so on. Abundant life. He did promise us that. If we go to John 10, verse number 7, Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Remember what I said about verily, verily? See those words? That means that something dynamite, a dynamite truth is about to follow. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. The thief and robbers are referring to false prophets. He's talking about those false prophets that come before you. Okay. They're robbers. Okay. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay. So if you have a red letter Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is what Jesus said. Okay. So yes, indeed. He did indeed promise us abundant life. But he also said that there would be challenges in life as he was sending us out as sheep into the midst of wolves. Go to Matthew ten sixteen. Matthew 10, verse number 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, because of the fact that you're confessing me as Lord and Savior, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when you, but when they deliver you up Take no thought, underline this please, take no thought how or what you shall speak. Take no thought for how or what you shall speak. For it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaks in you. And the brother shall deliver deliver up up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put, put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. Underline that, please. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Okay, it's another basic truth that is to stand, to stand strong. Okay. So what I'm saying here is that you come to the Lord, many come to the Lord, and they think they're just going to have this peachy keen life okay? Everything is going to be just, just fine. I'm going to have abundant life. Yes, Jesus said you shall have abundant life. But on the other hand, he's telling us, though, that there shall indeed people that will come against you because of the fact that you are a born-again believer, because of the fact that you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So Jesus is telling us that, yes, you're going to have abundant life and things will be wonderful and everything, but be also aware and understand the fact that that there will be times where things will not be so peachy keen, not so peachy keen, but he's telling us here what to do. But don't worry about those times. If you're brought before a magistrate, before a court, a judge, or whatever, or someone is accusing you or something like that, don't worry about what you're going to say or to speak, for the Holy Spirit will give you whatever needs to be said at that time. Okay? All right? And I've experienced that I don't know how many times in my life. And when someone is saying something to you, or even if someone asks you a question, you're not sure to how to answer that question. You can simply stand there and look at them, look them in the eye. You don't have to say, hold on a minute and drop down while I get my Bible. Let me get down on my knees and say, hold on what you're saying. And let me get on my knees and talk to me while I'm praying and all that sort of thing. You just stand right there and look at them and listen to what the person is saying and just say, Heavenly Father, give me the words. What shall I answer here? What shall I say? You don't have to break gaze with them at all. Just simply say, Lord, what shall I say at that time? And you will be amazed at how you will know what exactly it is how you need to answer that question. Okay? Or, 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 Or statement, whatever it may be. Whatever it is that you need to say. And then you maybe surprise yourself as has happened to me over the years, where I walk away when it's all when it's all over with and everything and I was victorious in whatever the conversation was about, then I say, Gee whiz, wow that sounded pretty good. I surprised myself there, realizing that not realizing sometimes that this is the Holy Spirit that has given you the words. Okay? All right. So that applies very much to us today. Take no thought of what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. It is not you that speak, but the spirit of your Father that speaks in you. Remember this for 2024 as things come down the pipe your way. All right. Especially if it is something that is, is, is troublesome. All right? Holy Spirit would give you the words. This is a fundamental basic truth that we have gotten away from so many times as Christians. You know, where we think that we can just drift through this life and not have a care in the world because of the fact that Jesus Christ is, is, is our Savior. Now, now when I say care no, in don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. You, you know, you know the, the Bible says, it says, don't be careful for nothing, okay, but give all your cares to the Lord because he cares for you, okay? When you're caring for something, that means that you're worrying about something, all right? We don't have to go through life worrying about things. Something comes our way that we can't deal with. We know what to do. We need to give it to the Lord right away, Okay? Jesus, he also said that there would be challenges in life as he was sending us out in sheep uh, in the midst of of wolves, as we just read. Jesus warned his disciples and us to prepare for persecution. We are to avoid all things which give advantage to our enemies in 2024. Avoid all things which give an advantage to our enemies. All worrying about worldly concerns. Don't be worried so much about what's going on in the world today. Okay, we've got so many issues Things going on in the school with the children, what they're trying to teach our children, the, the perversions they're trying to force upon youngsters, young children, young children. OK, the perversion that is so prevalent in our lives, all of this thinking, you know, about how how, how you, you can you can change sex. You know, today, if you you're a man and you feel like being a woman, you can change into a woman and vice versa. OK, this is wrong. God created two sexes. You've heard me say before, and that's in the discussion. There are no, no there's no multiplicity of sexes or anything else like that. Amen? Amen. So we have to always remember that we are um, uh, 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 the, 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 the world, what the world is thinking about we do not concern ourselves about. And Jesus said that these challenges would come our way. In 2024, and I expect the whole climate change discussion is going to probably increase as time goes on, and I'm telling you that. And understand here also what I say, Okay, yes, the climate may be changing, over I don't know the degree to which it is changing. All I'm just saying is that The part that is wrong in what they're saying is they're thinking that man can control what happens to this planet. God is in charge of this earth. God and it will not be destroyed until God is ready to do his thing and you read scripture and it tells you exactly what's going to happen with the planet and so on like that all Right. so as Christians we do not get caught up in this climate thing and start talking about we got to do away with beef and do away with cows and we got to do this and get rid of stoves and and, and everything else they're looking at here because that is not going to save the planet because those people that are telling us to do all of these things they're not doing it themselves okay so there's so much hypocrisy, hypocrisy out there but what I'm saying is that we do not make room for them to go about making our lives miserable, okay? We must indeed pay attention to God's instructions here and do not let ourselves get caught up in worldly issues, okay? We must take hold of the Word of God and refuse to let it go. Take hold of the Word of God and refuse to let it go. We must be like the writer of Psalms 119, 105 to 106, and it says there, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn, and I will perform it, that it will keep thy righteous judgments. Amen? Psalm 119, 110 says, The wicked have laid a snare for me, but yet I erred not from thy precepts. So regardless of what comes down your way in 2024, we have to make sure we stick to the word of God and don't let ourselves be steered away from it. It is not enough for us to just simply lie back and say, Well, if it's God's will for me, I'll have victory. I guess he'll just give it to me. Right. if it's God's will for me to have a victory, oh, well, I guess God will just give it to me. If it's his will for me to be healed, then I guess he'll just heal me. Not, not if it is his will, but he did give it to you. He did give it to you. He did, the word of God says, by his stripes, you were healed. That means that it's a done deal. The stripes is referring to the whips on Jesus' back. By his stripes, you are healed. So you must take God's word for what it says. Simple as that. Okay, keep your mind, stand still, be steady, at understanding what the Word of God is saying in 2024. Amen? Amen. It says, if you have to aggressively pursue it and get it in your heart and in your mouth, you have to make sure you're reading the Word of God. Read it in the morning, read it during the day, read it at night before you go to bed. Understand it, meditate on it, okay? You have to fight off every single unbelieving devil, every single unbelieving spirit that is out there over, over every single trouble, troublesome circumstance. That comes to steal that word and to say, bless God, I have taken God's promise as a promise to me personally. Remember that God's promises are to you personally. You got to get that deep within your spirit and understand that and believe it. You have to realize, you know, it's my future. It's my life. I refuse to be troubled by the temporary troubles of this world. I refuse to let those things come on me and just trouble me and bog me down. Amen? Amen? They will pass away. These things, what, what man is fighting over, what man is bickering over today, these things will pass away, but God's Word will never pass away. Mm-hmm. Look at what's going on You know, in the politics, the political realm, and all of the hubbub that's going on there, the wars and the rumors of wars, and what's, what's happening in Israel and, and everything. there. I mean, all of this stuff, God is indeed in charge. All of this is so temporary because God's Word is eternal on the scale of eternity. Oh, it's so temporary. It's temporal. Amen. God upholds all things by the word of his power. And that word will come to pass in my life. Confess that to yourself. God upholds all the things by the word of his power. And that word will come to pass in my life. Remember that. What he says in scriptures will come to pass in your life. The same way he took care of the Ammonites and all those people that were coming against Judah there with King Jehoshaphat. God will take care of all of the armies and the things that come at you. Now, I want to go over some scriptures here to, to, uh, to remind us um, that, uh, that we have to stand, okay, and to do just that, to stand. 2024 will bring challenges, but so did 2023. You stood through all of those. You kept, you kept firm to the word of God, and you're going to 2024, and whatever comes your way, have to remember to stand and watch what God will do. We need to make sure that we, 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 we build our faith in difficult times during this new season of 2024. Let's go to Ephesians 6 and look at some very familiar scriptures here. Ephesians 6, starting with verse number 1. Some fundamentals, some basics here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. End of discussion. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You see so much disobedience today among children. Some children getting into trouble and some of the things that they do is not the way they were raised at all. Not the way they were raised. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. You want to live long? If you're a child, make sure you honor your mother and father. You know, and don't forget here where it says, children obey your parents. This is not just referring to someone 6, 7, 10, 12 years old. Your mother and father are still alive. I don't care if you're 50, your mother and father are still alive. You're a child. To them, you're a child. So you need to honor them. Honor your mother and father. Don't think because they're older now and you've grown up and, you know, you're X number of years of age and whatnot, that you have all the wisdom in the world and your mother and father don't have any wisdom. Don't be mistaken there because if you're dishonoring them through anything that you're doing, even as an adult, um, you're dishonoring your mother and father. Obey your parents. Honor your mother and father that it may be well with you and that you prosper and that you live long on the earth. So we need to all of us remember us. Remember that. Our parents are alive and they're still interacting with us, giving us advice. You honor them. Honor them. And you fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Okay, fathers out there, I really, really urge, especially in today's age. Okay, okay, in administering and this disciplining your children. Do not take it to the point that you're just, 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 just provoking them to wrath, and they're not understanding where you're coming from, and it's, you're just being so, so hard on them, and everything that you wind up provoking them to not understanding what the word of God is saying. Because the next part of that it says, "But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord." So as we are disciplining our children, make sure we're doing it in line with God's word and make sure we're making our children understand why you're saying that and where God's word says what you're saying and so on like that. And that's how you go on disciplining them. But don't discipline them to the point where you just destroy their spirit. Okay, I told plenty of people that over the years. I see kids growing up and I see how they are and, and, and they may be a little rambunctious and things like that and maybe wrestling, the parents may be wrestling with them. I tell them, you discipline them, but don't discipline them to the point that you kill their spirit. Don't discipline them to the point that you kill their spirit. You just browbeat them, browbeat them, browbeat them. You stupid child, you're doing this. How many times have I told you? And blah, 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 blah. And not, not, and not giving, them, giving them words of wisdom from the word of God and encouraging them. Do not, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleases, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good things any man doeth. Doeth the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Okay, now we're not servants, obviously, but you work for someone. You work for someone. You're an employee. So basically, you be to be obedient to your to your bosses. Amen. If you're to be obedient to our bosses, except in one one case, I always say, if that boss is telling you to do something that is contrary to the Word of God, this is where you put your foot down, obviously. Okay.
1: But other than that,
0: you carry out the duties of your job and you do it it willfully, willingly, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and and not to men. So in other words, you're doing goodwill in your job, not just because of that man that is there in the form of your boss or that company, but because this is what God would want you to do. Okay? Okay? Goodwill with doing service as to the Lord, not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Amen. Going into 24, basics that we need to remember. And you masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. So you bosses, if you're a manager or supervisor, don't be lording over people, okay? Because the master over you is God, amen? The master over you is God. So if you're a manager or a supervisor, don't be lording over people and treating them unfairly. Forbearing, threatening, okay, knowing that your master also is in heaven, which is their respect of, um, neither is their respect of persons with him, amen, so God doesn't care who you are, okay, he's going to hold you accountable, whether you're a boss or an employee, for that matter, amen, amen, but in other words, in other words, if you're wanting employees to respect and to carry out your word, need to speak, treat them fairly, treat them rightly, amen, these are things that we oftentimes forget as managers, okay, that there's a God over us, And God is watching how we are treating the people that work for us or our employees under us. Amen. Verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, to go back on the job thing for a moment. I'm I'm talking about this a little bit here because in 2024, um, some of us may get promoted into new positions. Some of us may have been praying for a better job. You get promoted into a new position. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Remember what the word of God says too. Don't get so puffed up in yourself because you got this promotion all of a sudden now that you start trying to lord over people, okay? That you start using your power as a manager, as a supervisor, as a team leader, or whatever. As someone now that I have this power now that I'm going to start doing this and doing that. Remember who you are. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus, God gave you that promotion. God will give you that promotion. But remember, when you get there, remember how you are to live. And remember how you are to manage. Remember how you are to supervise. Because God is over you as over he is over the people that you're supervising or managing. All right? Amen? 24 may bring, bring some pleasant surprises to you. Just remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Verse number 10 again, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, there it is, to stand against the wiles of the devil. For you wrestle not against flesh and blood. wrestle not against flesh and blood, not human beings. These are not not the problem, okay? But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. One of the greatest things that you can do for yourself in moving into 2024, or these last few days of 23, you should realize this also, okay? That there are indeed forces of darkness in spiritual places that are around us and are jockeying and are striving against us, especially if you are a child of God. The person that you, the physical human being that you may be having a problem with, he or she is not the problem. That physical human being is not the problem, but it's the spiritual darkness that is guiding and driving that person to behave how they're behaving and how they are interacting with you. So one of the biggest things you can do for yourself in 24 is to really understand this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood the people that come against us they are not their flesh and blood we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against the principalities the powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore take unto you the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Again, it means to stand firm. It doesn't mean to wimp out. doesn't mean to become cowardly. It doesn't mean to be fearful, but to stand. Stand, therefore. There it is again, underline it. Please stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, Okay, the shield of faith is what you have to, to defend yourself from the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, and those fiery darts are the things the, the 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 disappointments you know the, the the stresses the anxieties the things that the devil tries to throw you away something that you heard at work something that you you heard from a family member something in school someone said you know, you know those are those are fiery darts that he fires off just to try to try to damage you try to 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 discourage you try to demoralize you just trying to do everything they can that shield of faith is your your protection against that. The helmet of salvation, it guards the mind, it guards your thought, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, the sword of the Spirit is the only of this armor here, the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive piece of weaponry that we see. Everything else is defensive there, but the sword of the, the sword of faith, which is uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, this is what we use as, as, as offensively. We use that. We use the word of God to, to chop off the head of the enemy when he comes against us. Okay. What did Jesus do to the devil when he had him in the wilderness? And the devil was indeed quoting partial scripture to him. Jesus said, it is written. It is written. It is written. When things are coming against you, people are coming against you. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written, with Jesus stripes, I am healed. It is written, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. You quote back the word of God. The only way you can do that is if you know the word of God. The only way you can know the word of God is by reading it and meditating on it, amen? amen. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, praying always and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Don't be a wimp. You're a child of God. You have the word of God with you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. God is your loving father, and he's made you his child, so you need to speak boldly and know who you are, boldly in line with the word of God. Amen. Amen. So we have to be able to stand. You know, now these scriptures we just read here, that's a full sermon in itself. So I'm not going to go through and address every single item that's talked about there in Ephesians 6. But just remember that these are some basic fundamental things that we need to be able to recall. In 2024, remember Ephesians 6 there and run to those scriptures whenever you need to, especially when you're starting to feel like you're under attack. Uh, Second uh, Thessalonians, it says, uh, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions that you have been been taught, whether by word or by epistle. We're not going to go there right now. Philippians 4.1 says, therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for joy. It says, stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Again, we see the words, stand fast, stand fast. Um, Let's go go to Second Thessalonians, though. Second Thessalonians, uh, chapter 2. Second Thessalonians, chapter two, verse number thirteen. But, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to sa- chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto you called. He called you to. He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, stand fast, stand fast, and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. Okay? All right? Stand fast. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. Okay? All right, so again, we see the words there, stand fast. You need to stand fast in 2024 no matter what comes your way. God is going to be doing some wonderful things there. Some wonderful things. And so in closing here, I want to look at Isaiah 43, verse 18. You don't have to go there. I'll read it to you. 43, verse 18. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All right. So that's what he's saying there. Don't worry about the former things. Remember you're not the former things. You went through 2023. 2023 may have had some good things. You may have had some very bad troublesome things in 23. Don't be dwelling on those things. Leave them back there. It says, behold, remember not the former thing, the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? He will make a way in the wilderness and he will make a way in rivers in the desert. And I talked about our wilderness experiences before, how we Christians, we all have our wilderness experiences where things are not going so well. But it says here that he will make a way and he will bring you through and there'll be rivers in the desert. And what is a desert? A desert is a dry, hot place that is very hostile to, to life. But he'll make rivers that he will provide for you, whatever it is that you're going through now for the rest of the year and going into 2024. He will make a way. He's going to do a new thing. The last scriptures here is uh, Isaiah 40, 28, and let's, let's go there. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Faints not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the faint, and to those that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But, verse 31, highlight all of this please. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They that wait upon the Lord. 2024 is upon us. We need to just wait on him as he brings this new thing to us in our lives. Wait upon the Lord. The Lord shall renew your strength. You'll mount up with wings as eagles. You ever see an eagle fly? Here in the Pacific Northwest, there are eagles, you know. And if you see one fly, I mean, they just do one or two mighty flaps of those wings and they soar. I always like to say that wings, you know, eagles don't fly, they simply soar. You'll see them flapping feverishly. You ever see a chicken run through a yard? Okay, the thing flaps feverishly and flaps and bounces and flaps and bounces and it gets nowhere, basically. An eagle doesn't do that, he soars. He captures the the upward, drafts, the upward drafts of wind that's going up, the air as it rises, he captures he knows how to capture and he simply just gives a couple of graceful flaps and he soars. There's very little effort. that's what the scripture is saying. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. In 2024, if you remember to wait upon him that you shall renew your strength and you'll be able to, with little effort, be able to navigate through whatever comes your way in 2024. You shall run and not be weary. You won't tire out from doing whatever it is that God is telling you to do. If you're soaring like an eagle, you're not going to be flapping furiously and expending all of this energy so you won't get tired out. You will not be weary and you shall walk. Whatever God is telling you to do, you shall walk and you will not faint. You will not pass out under stress for whatever it is that God is telling you to do. So look forward to 2024. Regardless of what challenges may come your way, if you stand strong, you will indeed be victorious in 24. There's a lot for you to do. Not for you to do. You may feel like you're just kind of just, you know, going through life and just kind of treading water and you're just doing this and every day is the same. You know, every day is not the same. Every day you wake up with a fresh blessing, a fresh filling of Holy Spirit. There's a fresh anointing upon you every day. The day is made new for you. This is a day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be so glad. It's not just an ordinary, ordinary day. Look forward, get getting habit of looking forward to what God wants you to do that particular day. And if there are challenges on the agenda, if there are challenges on the horizon there for you that for that particular day, give it to the Lord because that battle is not yours, it's his. We saw that in scripture. So remember that. Amen, amen. Praise God, I hope this blessing, this message was a blessing for you. And if it was, uh, pass it on to others. Amen. We can reach that www.genesis1.sermon.net genesis onesermonnet And if you are... Uh, click on the subscribe button at the top of the page, you'll be notified automatically. Uh, when these messages, new messages, are made available. Uh, we're on YouTube still, Genesis One Christian Ministries, and we have our free apps for Android and Apple devices, and they can be downloaded uh, at the respective uh, app stores and so forth, uh, all free of charge, all free of charge. Uh, we don't charge for anything on the website. You can download these messages in video portion or audio-only portion if you'd like to to be saved for future reference. Amen. Uh, also, if you're in the uh, Salem, Oregon uh, area, uh, come out and join us for a uh, live service. We love to, to have you come by, worship with us, pray with us. We'll pray with you, pray for you, and, and just enjoy the fellowshipping. Uh, uh, services are at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and we're at 2651 Commercial Street, South East in Salem, Oregon. It's in the Candelaria Terrace area there. And uh, come on by. We'd love to see you. Love to see you. Has the Holy Spirit so guides. Amen. So again, pass on the website information or whatever it may be. But help us to spread the word. It's just uh, we want to cover the entire world with the good news of Jesus Christ. God does not want anyone to perish. So um, you know, don't don't waste time. Uh, look forward in 2024 to really expanding your horizons and getting to know God more. You know, make that make that a a plan. Make that a. a, a an effort in your life for 2024. Praise God, praise God. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time we've had with you, Lord. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead and into the beginning of the new season for 2024, O oh Lord God, we pray that we remember these words, O oh Lord God, and put them to use, put them into practice, O oh Lord God. We pray, Heavenly Father God, that we will always remember to lean on you and remember that the battle is not ours, but yours, O oh Lord God. Let us, O oh Lord God, be, be fruitful and, 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 and let us glorify your name every single day as we go into 2024, O oh Lord God. Let this be a year of miracles, a year of blessings, O oh Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit be made manifest. Let there be a fresh anointing. Let there be a revival, O oh Lord God, in this land, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. We just praise you, Heavenly Father. We magnify and glorify your name in the masterless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God now. Go forth and be blessed okay? And happy new season, happy new journey to you for 2024. Go forth and be blessed. And remember always, all through this, that Jesus is indeed Lord.